Da-da-da. Oh, we're, yeah. <laughs> Welcome. You took, me, you took me unaware. Welcome to the DFB podcast. <laughs> and our new theme, our new intro segment, which is <laughs> Da-da-da-da by AJ. Welcome to the DFB podcast. I'm AJ Wolf. And I'm Brad Johnson. Hey, Brad introduced himself. That's like a thing we're going to do from now on. All right. We'll complete each other's sentences. It'll be new and spontaneous. This is episode nine or ten. I think it's ten. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's right around the er- area where you'd expect to start finishing each other's sentences. Ten episodes together. Ten episodes. We're like telekinetic now. Telekinetic? No. Telepathic? <laughs> that's really the wrong word. Uh, that means if I think, I, you, then you move. That's okay. So. All right. We're not that. Not yet. That you know of. Later. So, as I recall, we're doing a little thing I like to call the DFB Podcast. Right, and I am from DisneyFoodBlog.com. And I am not. I no. am from WDWForGrownups.com. That's right. And now we're going to talk about food. In particular, we're going to start off by talking about, let's say, news. And in the news, there has been quite a little controversial item that we will give some some talking about. Then we're going to move on to the main segment where we will talk about buffets. 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 Not not Jimmy Buffets. We will talk about the pros and cons of Jimmy Buffett. Then Mm. after that, we will move on to... Reader questions? Nope. Listener, listener questions. Listener I always questions. call them reader questions. But listener okay. Questions. We know you're all readers, too. That's right. And then finally, we will do trivia. Yeah. And that's good. what we're going to do. All right. If you don't like that game plan, send us a comment at dfbpodcast.com and maybe we'll change it next time. Otherwise? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. If, there, if you have a petition yeah. and enough listeners sign it, then maybe. But maybe. in the meantime. In the meantime, let's record this episode. So here we go. <laughs> Let's kick things off with a little news. And okay, I have to start. I have to start the segment with a funny. Oh, okay. Okay, so you know my mom and dad were in Disney World recently. I do know that. And my dad calls me up, and he's—it's like the middle of the night. He's really excited. He calls me up, and he says, "Guess what? I wore my AJ's dad T-shirt because he has a T-shirt that says Disney Food Blog and AJ's dad. I'm AJ's dad." Um, to Epcot, and he said, "He said tons of people came up to me." To tell me they listen to the podcast. Well, isn't that... I don't know if that's funny. Is there another part that makes it funny? I think it's awesome. It's awesome. I'll, I'll say it's awesome. He was tickled pink. So mm. if you ever see my dad in the parks wearing a neon, and by neon I mean like retina burning neon t-shirt that says Disney Food Blog, AJ's dad, go up to him and tell him you listen to the podcast. <laughs> He'll be very excited. <laughs> But he loved it. He said people were saying, you know, this is our, this is this is what we do when when a new podcast comes out on Sunday mornings. We listen to the podcast together with a family listens to it together. And it was really really cool. So thanks for listening. Thanks for telling my dad you listen. He he gets excited when he knows what I'm doing is you know positive. The family that <laughs> eat, that listens to the DFB podcast together does other eats things together. together. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Eats together. That's, we're like more tele- telekinetic. More telekinesis. That's right. More telekinetic power. That's right. I'm moving things with my mind again. <laughs> anyway, all right. Let's go to news. Okay, yeah. News. So let's start off with the most amazing 
groundbreaking piece of news that has happened, which groundbreaking. are groundbreaking menu changes. Watch out for those menu changes. cracks in the ground. So tell me about the menu changes, AJ. <laughs> you see what he did there, everybody? Brad started with the not groundbreaking information. Well, who knows how long we'll talk about the groundbreaking piece. So All right. So let's talk about the menu changes. So, so this, as, as many of you have probably figured out, Disney has seasonal menu changes for a lot of their restaurants. Um, and it's not just the signature restaurants. The the moderately priced and the counter service restaurants also have some um, menu changes at seasonally. They call that the messing with the visitor changes. The messing with the guests, yes. exactly. But um, this time around, we know we're not going to tell you about all of the menu changes because there's just there's tons. There's too many. We try to cover is we're trying to we try to cover a lot on the food blog, but here at the podcast, we're just going to talk about two big ones. The first one is Whispering Canyon Cafe. And I just found those changes to be confusing as much as anything. <laughs> like. It was like a jigsaw puzzle where they moved a bunch of things around. And yeah, just me. sort of. So Whispering Candy Cafe is in Wilderness Lodge in Disney World. And it's been well known as the place to get the never the never ending skillet, the all you can eat skillet, which, um, you know, it's a, it's a Western themed restaurant. And what they've done is they've taken the skillet off of the lunch menu. No more skillet on the lunch menu, just a la carte, no all you can eat, nothing. And then dinner is only the skillet. You can only get the skillet or what they're calling a family platter now. So it's like... Just like they had in olden times, family <laughs> platters. They did right. uh, out in the Old West. They didn't have skillets. They had family platters. It's like a family platter. So the dinner is kind of a, an Ohana sort of feel where you do have some options. You have some choices of the meats you want, but otherwise things just come to your table like regularly. So, um, so no a la carte. That's how it is for y'all. So that's kind of a big, and then a couple of things are taken off the breakfast menu too. So that's kind of a big menu change. Another menu change that we saw was over at Beaches and Cream, where I think for the first time in a long time, they've actually even changed the colors on the menu. So they've got some different, um, a different menu style, relatively different menu style. And then they've got some, uh, they've taken the regular burger, the regular cheeseburger is off the menu. Now you can only get this Angus cheeseburger with bacon and, and barbecue sauce. There's a few other changes that they've, that they've thrown in there. Um, so I don't approve. But, basically, you know, what, what we're hearing from the manager through my dad. So take that. Our news gathering arm. Our news gathering arm. Our, uh, our roving reporter is that basically they wanted to make Beaches and Cream be more of an option for the dining plan table service um, meals. So they've, they've made it a little beefier Quote, you know, not, I, <laughs> not quote unquote, a little beefier, so to speak. Right. They've, they've beefed up the menu a little bit to make it a little more expensive and a little more, you know, fancy. Disney is always innovating in ways to make things more expensive. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> they are. So there's a couple of menu changes. There's, there's tons of other ones. Just check our DFE, our D Disney food blog pin board on the sidebar. You can see all of the other menu changes as well. All right. And then I think something else not too, like a small thing happened where the, there was some news about Be Our Guest Restaurant or something like that. Yeah. You know, there's going to be that new restaurant over in the Magic Kingdom in Fantasyland. And, uh, and the news that came out recently is, you know, ripping the fabric of time and space brothers and sisters <laughs> fighting with knives fighting against each other <laughs> it is it is definitely incited um some strong opinions on either side and that is alcohol alcohol will be served in the magic kingdom for the first time ever um and at the be our guest restaurant at the be our guest restaurant this fall when it opens um they do have a beer and a wine menu and the wine the wines will be primarily french wines of course because it's a french inspired restaurant 
And beers are going to be uh, Belgian and French beers. So you're going to have a little Chimay there, Bradley Johnson. I, I noticed this. Yes, Brad is a big fan of Chimay. Um, so there's actually, so I mean, there's actually good beers. <laughs> which, there are, there's, it's not bad beer know, on there. They got some decent beers. So um, what do you think, Brad, about alcohol in the Magic Kingdom? I mean, everybody says Walt said no alcohol in Disneyland, no alcohol in the Magic Kingdom. Um, you know, everybody's saying that that's his... That's his decree. What what does this mean? I will say this. I haven't heard any particularly – the only argument that I've heard that holds any weight as to why it should have happened is that French food needs wine, right? I mean that's the that's the, the primary argument that I've heard that holds any water. I think most of the people who are like, it's 2012, you know, it was 2008, four years ago. They, we didn't need to change it then. Why do we need to change it now? Right. The fact the fact that time has passed right. since uh, the, since Walt decreed that. I don't think that you know. I don't think that was the really the, the the time was not the thing holding back alcohol in the in the Magic Kingdom. I've heard a lot of people say I've never seen anybody drunk, and that I will disagree with. I've been to Epcot many times when I've seen people drunk, but I will say counterpoint that they make there that. Animal Kingdom and Disney Hollywood Studios both have alcohol, and I have not seen anybody drunk right. in either of in either of those places. Right. So I don't love it. Uh, I'm not, you know, I, I I think that I wasn't desperate to to have there, but I can also say that you know if you want to have a nice restaurant, it is nice to have some some alcohol while you're you know there's you, you, a nice beer or a nice wine is always nice to have with a with a good dinner. So yeah. you know I can see why they did it, but I would have preferred they just left it alone. But I'm not. I'm certainly not shaking my fist or anything. Is that because you're a Disney purist or because just leave things well enough alone? I think I'm just tired. <laughs> Heard a little bit too much about this whole thing. Well, you know, I, I just I, – I like – you know, as a general rule, I think Disney fans across the board are, you know, usually in the don't change anything camp. So I think I'm kind of over there and then just, you know, hey, we don't need to change anything. I wanted everything to be like the last time I went. So, hmm. you know, I'm, I'm by default in that camp. I like the novelty of not having the the alcohol there, and you know, but I'm way too tired to get too worked up. About all right, it. all right, that's that's valid. That's and valid. yourself, AJ. What's your opinion? I don't care. <laughs> well, that's that's a good way to that's a good way to you know make sure that some people aren't happy with your answer. Oh, you know, it, I, really, I can see both points. I'm just I'm 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 right down the middle on this one, but I, I guess I'm not really right down the middle because to say that I don't really care. That, if you don't care, then you're kind of in the bringing the booze camp, I think. Kind of, yeah. I guess, I guess so. It's, I'm not. Um, I think Walt was an innovator. I think you know he he always said, "Don't look back, look look forward." So you know, I mean, I'm just saying it's not like alcohol wasn't available when he originally made. You know, like it's not like the times were holding him back or whatever. Right, but right, anyway. right. So, so, so I'm sure that's that, the news. I'm sure that you guys all have your opinions too. So be sure to go over to dfbpodcast.com and leave us a comment on the Absolutely. show to let us know what you think about the whole thing and why either it's going to tear apart this fa- social fabric or that the rest of us that think it's not are fuddy duddies. Whatever you want to, you whatever know, say. you want to say, you so, go, you go for it. But I will say that you can't get alcohol at lunch. You can only get it at, at the table service dinner. You can't get it at the counter service lunch. So you know, as and, I, and it's the only you can't take it out of the restaurant either. Right, you can't you can't put it in your sippy cup and That's take right. it and take it out. So no no boozing at Dumbo. Not that it, not that people haven't had alcohol in sippy cups in the Magic Kingdom before. Uh, are you FYI. speaking from experience? No. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> I don't have any sippy cups or alcohol in them. So despite having not much news, that's we've been talking about the news for a long time. So we will move <laughs> There's on. There's lots of other news. Uh, go to the go to the pinboard and check it out. We just wanted to kind of focus on these two because they're the biggest deals that are happening right now. But. Thanks for sticking with us. Let us know your comments. 
So now, AJ, I've got something I'd like to talk about. I would like to talk about my favorite kind of fae. The buffet. <laughs> my favorite kind of fae. Actually, probably not my favorite kind of fae. I'm not really – I haven't been jonesing on buffets that much lately. No, but, but no. That's That true. being said, we're going to discuss two kind of classic – Iconic. Iconic buffets. Buffets. One in Disney World and one in Disneyland. Yeah. You, you guys have heard us do this little Disney World, Disneyland um, bi-coastal review before, and we're going to do another one for you. Try to definitely uh, – respond to some of your comments from the previous one as well as we as we touch on these but here's what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about chef mickey's shay mckay shay mckay and goofy's kitchen so we've got two characters in the chef's hats on today's episode so we need to start with the first question who is cooler mickey or goofy so tough so tough no it's not it's an easy question goofy you don't even know what he is so which is inherently cooler. It's it's definitely cooler. However, Mickey is my favorite character. So who has the liability of not being as cool as Goofy? But that's cool. Okay, well, whatever. All right, we'll see. We'll see what people say about that. We'll have to we'll have to do a poll. <laughs> but uh, Brad says Goofy's cooler. AJ Don't tell says me I'm wrong. AJ everybody <laughs> everybody's gonna agree with you. AJ says Mickey. Mickey's cooler. They all like well, him. I think the word cool. Anyway, we'll we'll move on. We'll we won't talk <laughs> before about before we anyway. get bogged down in <laughs> Goofy versus Mickey. We could definitely argue semantics <laughs> on this one, but. Let's go straight to – let's talk about Chef Mickey's first, okay? So let me tell you the best thing about Chef Mickey's okay. right off the bat. I'm ready because I know, I know what you're going to say, but go it's ahead. It's in the Contemporary. It's that in the Contemporary Resort. the best thing about That is my probably my favorite resort. Yep. I love the Contemporary. It is, it is so unlike any of the other resorts. You know, there's just not, you know – Nothing, nothing Disney like, yeah. at it. Well, there's that. That's that true too. It's not a terribly Disney, but it, but it is when you when you step off the monorail yeah. and you look out over the concourse and there's all that's that's pretty. It's pretty totally Disney. Tomorrowland. Yeah, it really is. So that is my favorite thing about Chef Mickey. Is that, is that it's that in, it's the in, in the contemporary? All right. Is um, that because you like the decor or you like? That's because I like the contemporary. I just like everything. It's <laughs> it's walking distance to the Magic Kingdom, which is always nice. It's right. on the monorail, which is nice, and it just. It's classic, right? It's something that was kind of in the original, you know, however they may have modified it since. It's still on the, it's still kind of, it doesn't, despite being called contemporary, I don't think you would build anything like that today. No. Right? So. It's still the future that never was. Exactly. The, the, the future imagined in the 1950s that never was. That's right. Which is very cool. I love, I, I dig that. Um, now, something that you said is something that I love about Chef Mickey's, that it's walking distance to the Magic Kingdom. I think that's a great feature of this restaurant is that you can actually leave the Magic Kingdom, get away from the crazy, come over to Chef Mickey's and then go to that crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and my recommendation is <laughs> take the monorail over because it's the first stop on the way over. And that first way you stop. get to come in and see Good the con- concourse in front of you and yeah. walk back because you'd have to go all the way around. So if you're if you're coming from the if you're going to come from the Magic Kingdom and return to the Magic Kingdom, monorail over, walk back. Right. That's right. my advice. But if you're going to eat there first and then go to the Magic Kingdom, walk to the Magic Kingdom from there, which is what you just said, pretty much. <laughs> Brad's giving me a look right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little confused, but that's okay. It's the telekinesis, I think. <laughs> that's it's, right. It got, it got a little... It's frying uh, some brainwaves here. Right. Okay. So Chef Mickey's buffet in the Contemporary Resort, walking distance to the Magic Kingdom. It serves breakfast and dinner. During very busy seasons, you can sometimes get a lunch there. But um, let's talk about a few more of the pros. So Chef Mickey's has the Fab Five characters, right? It has Goofy, Donald, Minnie, Mickey, Pluto, right? I was going to say Eeyore. I got confused. No, Eeyore is not a Fab Five. He is is in your world, right? Exactly. He's underrated. 
and he knows it. <laughs> I'm underrated. That's just how it is. <laughs> I love him. All right. So you got the Fab Five characters all in one place, which means you can get all their autographs at once, and you don't ever have to wait in a line for one of those Fab Five. Which is, that, which is really, huge. yeah, that really is a big selling point, especially if you have, if you, you know, getting to see Mickey can be a serious bummer sometimes but boom you go get lunch get breakfast it's taken care of right there done go, done go get lunch seasonally not that often that's right dinner. that's right plus you get pictures taken with these characters who are all in costume they're all in their chef's costume or their aprons or whatever so that's kind of fun too it's not not your standard mickey picture um so that's cool so that's that's good about the restaurant we like we dig that um generally it's awesome that you can watch the monorail go by as you're eating if you're in if you're seated in the the you know the big the big room or with a view of the monorail. There are a couple of side rooms that you can't really see the monorail. So if your kid or you are really excited about that, you know, request a... Although I think the side room I've been sat in, you could at least see the monorail coming, like it had a window facing the monorail route coming in. So... Okay. So, but I cannot, I cannot vouch that all seating has monorail view. Has monorail view. <laughs> and some seating, you can actually see the castle too, which is, mm-hmm. which is interesting if you happen to, I, I think... Or we're making things up. You, huh. I think you can. I think you can. But I will say too. the it's windows awesome. are kind of dirty, so yeah. it doesn't really, you know, it's not a really good uh, viewing location for wishes. But um, so, so that's really that's that's kind of awesome. Now let's kind of go over to the food. I was gonna say, you notice how far down we've gotten in the pros list before we've gotten to the food. <laughs> before we get to the food, yeah, the food. You know, you and I are so down on buffets and in general that, you know, buffet food is never going to be the top of our list. The food, the food there is, I mean, as buffets go, it's, it's not bad. It's fine. And it's right? getting better. It's getting better. Um, they some, do. Sorry, go ahead. Go I was going to say, you, yeah, you, what, what would be your picks of, they have a few standout items. It's mostly the standard buffet fare there, but there's a few things that, that, are, that are kind of Chef Mickey's buffet items. What, what Name some. Well, I always mention the Pluto's blintzes, which are kind of cheese cheese crepe thingies um, that they serve at breakfast. Those are kind of fun, kind of cute. You don't really find those many other places. They also have um, something that's been really popular for a long time. They have all variations of cheesy potatoes at this place, which everybody loves potatoes, everybody loves cheese. So they do a good job of putting them together in, in interesting recipes. And so the breakfast potatoes, dinner mashed potatoes, the Parmesan, really, really good stuff. Um, you know they've got they've got uh, what's that called when they shave the meat? What's it? It's not carved. <laughs> yeah, they've got they've got carved meats. <laughs> I was I can only think shaved. Yeah, well, so I think you can call it shaved. I don't think they'll throw that. And of course, because Mickey is a egomaniac, they have some Mickey shaped food there. They do well, have Mickey shaped food, nice. so that's always good. But uh, yeah, the food is not the main. It's not bad, but it's not the main selling point. For you and me, it's not the main selling point. Like, but and, and again, as always. Breakfast is, in my opinion, the best bet there because Disney, like, breakfast buffets are, are a good move because you can just go in, grab your breakfast. You don't have to wait around for people to bring you food. Boom. Get and they're it, always going to be less expensive. And, they're, and, they're, and to me, that's the, the best quality of the food, too, is that the, the, the breakfast buffets usually have the best food. In my opinion, right? Unless. Good food, decent price, right? And if you're gonna go, if, if you're going for the characters and the experience, go for breakfast. You'll pay less money, um, and so I think that's that's kind of how we feel about it. Both of us is that it's. Let's do a little overall. For me, it's a it's a must do. You have to do it if you're going to Disney World for the first time um, because it's such a popular and iconic restaurant. But there's there's a few cons, despite that. Right? Yeah, uh, yep. it's loud. It is very loud. It is very loud. It's uh, hard to get in. 
Very hard to get a reservation. Yep. Got to book that thing way in advance. Um, what else? Though? What are, what are It's very expensive. Fun? It's one of the more expensive buffets on Disney property. Um, and it's just kind of, other than having the Fab Five there, it's kind of bland, right? Like it's just, yeah. you know, it's not like, you know, you're not in a cool place like Tusker House or something like that. But it you do get, of, I mean, you do get the monorail view. That's right. cool. But, but, but other than that, yeah. that's pretty much, yeah. it's pretty much like you're in a hotel restaurant. Restaurant. Right. So I would say if, if it's your first time or if you have little kids who are really going to benefit from seeing the whole Fab Five all at once because they'll, they'll bug you to get in line to do autographs in the parks, which you never want to do because it's really, really hot. And, and an inefficient use of time. An inefficient use of time. That's right. <laughs> So go have breakfast, get some autographs, and then head over to the Magic Kingdom when it opens. My takeaway would, about it would be this. You should try and get in because it is iconic and it, and it is the five, Fab Five, but it's hard to get in. And if you can't get in, I wouldn't be that upset about it. You're not, okay. it's, not, it's not a must-do where you should feel like you, you missed out. You know, your Disney World experience is not ruined just because you couldn't get a, a stinking reservation at Chef, Chef Mickey's. Mickey's. So. All right. Sounds good. Okay, let's move on. To Goofy's Kitchen over in Disneyland. Now, Goofy's Kitchen is located in the Disneyland Hotel, which is different from the Disneyland Resort, which is very confusing. Disneyland Resort is all of Disneyland and Disney California Adventure and Downtown Disney and all of that. It's in the Disneyland Hotel. Now I've confused you, so the Brad, The Disneyland take Hotel it. and the Disneyland Park are both in the Disneyland Resort. There you go. But, in fact, the Disneyland Hotel is one of the farther hotels from the Disneyland Park. It is, which is a con, I think, for Goofy's Kitchen. Yeah, but let's, it, let's go with the, prawn, the, the prawns first. I was, just, I was just riffing, but you're right, and I just jumped right into the, the cons. My bad. Let's go with the prawns first. Let's go with the let's prawns. <laughs> so I think I would say that I, I feel like the food at Goofy's Kitchen is pretty good for a buffet. I think they have a nice variety of stuff. I loved the food at Goofy's Kitchen. Yeah. Um, some standout. I loved it. Well, I wouldn't have gone. I wouldn't. I'm not as strong about it as AJ is, but I still think I think it was good for a buffet. Um, more interesting stuff, and it seemed like more variety too, right? Like more inter- The items that they had were more interesting, and there were more different. Items My number on one pro at Goofy's Kitchen is the food, which is something when it comes to a buffet, you need to pay attention to that yeah. because you know how I feel about buffet food. I just said, but. My number one pro for Goofy's Kitchen is the food. It is it is such a wide variety of food. There is so much food there. And what's great is that they have, you know, if you look at the menu for Chef Mickey's, it reads a lot like a kid's menu. Like everything either has a cheese sauce on it or, you know, I mean. It's, so it's right up AJ's alley is what you saying. <laughs> right. I love Chef Mickey's menu. But, but Goofy's Kitchen menu has a lot of variety and variety within the variety. So if you're going to have chopped egg on your salad, you can have chopped egg white or chopped egg. Like there's lots of different things that you wouldn't really expect at a buffet. Plus, I mean, the desserts are out of this world. They have, they have like entire sections devoted to tons of dessert. I mean, it's crazy how many desserts this place has. They have, they have uh, made to order omelets. They have, Sunday bar. They have tons of different types of pizza, including the peanut butter and jelly pizza. That was the one I was about to mention. The peanut butter. Oh yeah, did you like it? It's novel. It's. I mean, it's not. How can? What's not to like? Whatever. It's melted peanut butter. Right. Exactly. It's like peanut butter, jelly, and pizza crust. What's not to like? It's freaking awesome. Now I'm not sure how long that will stay on the menu, or even if it is still on the menu right now, because of you know peanut allergies are such a a big issue, and so uh, a lot of times you can't have that peanut butter right there next to. Some people find that children having you know, life-threatening allergic reactions is it's a problem, a problem for the meal. Make, lessens the enjoyment of other diners' meals. Exactly. So I'm not sure how long that, that pizza will be there. But um, 
anyway, I just I was amazed when I went there and saw how many different items there were and how many different really healthy um, options there were as well. So I dug it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, another thing. So they don't have the Fab Five. There you at, go. They at, don't have the Fab Five. Which you would think is a con. But one of the things I love about Disneyland is that they just don't give a flip when it comes to care. They just grab they, at the morning. I feel like they just shuffle up all the characters and deal them, <laughs> put them in the Goofy's kitchen, put one, you know, they, they, so some might see it as a con. I don't think that's entirely true. I think, I think they have generally the same characters, but they're a whole mishmash of characters. Yeah. Like they're so weird together. It's like, you know how 1900 park fair, you're just like, why are all these characters in here? That's every place in Disneyland. Yeah. Right? But at least 1900 park fair is sticking with like an, an English theme. Some uh, of the time, maybe, you know, you've got like who and you've got Alice catch. and whatever, yeah. but, but here it's like Jasmine and Baloo and like Chip and Dale and Pluto. And then, you know, maybe Alice in Wonderland. It's, it's the weirdest. It's the weirdest. I'm, I'm, I, she thinks that it's, it's coordinated. I think I'm pretty sure I saw Bugs Bunny there. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. She may think it's all organized. Oh, no. I, I think they Brad, just have shuff- you been eating at buffets at Six Flags again? <laughs> I, just sh- I think they just shuffle up the characters in the morning and deal them out to all the different locations. And whoever winds up wherever, that's just where you go. It's a total them. mess. It's a total mishmash. But, but I think so that's fun. great. I, I, think that's, so I think that's actually a pro there. I think it's a pro too, and something else that that is that touches on this as well, which is a pro for me at pretty much across Disneyland in general, but definitely at this restaurant, is that the characters don't seem scripted. Um, you know, when you're at Disney World buffets with characters, they go, you know, table to table, and right. that's what they do, and then they go back and they take their twenty minute break, and then they come back out. Here at Disneyland, like Baloo is like dancing around with kids. It's not. It's not a scripted. It's not a scheduled dance. You know, in Disney World, they're all scheduled. Like there's certain times that you dance around and wave your napkin. Here, it's just like, oh, okay. Well, let's just do this now. And and that's the, that's how the characters seem to be. They seem to have a lot more leeway. As so to what even if it is do. scripted, it doesn't seem as scripted. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's great. Um, now it's it's definitely within walking distance of Disneyland. Would you say it's farther to the Disneyland Hotel than it is to the Contemporary? I would say so. Yes, yeah. absolutely by far. Yeah, so it's still walking distance, but it's a pretty it's a pretty good yeah. walk. So I think this is a pro. Location is a pro for this restaurant if you're staying in the Disneyland Hotel, if you're staying in a good neighbor hotel, or if you're staying in the Grand Californian. If you're coming from one of the Disneyland parks, it's a long walk. It's a long walk. And it's not as loud. I didn't find. Now, I don't know. When I was there, it wasn't as busy as Chef Mickey's, but it didn't seem... Like the restaurant was just as inherently loud as Chef McGee's. It's I was it's there. a little quieter, and it also is. Um, I don't like that it's kind of cl- it's it's kind of closed off. It looks like you're almost. In, I mean, it, it feels kind of uh, claustrophobic to me. It feels very small. It certainly doesn't have ambiance wise. Doesn't really yeah. have anything going on over Chef McGee's. It does much, have some outdoor tables, which is nice if you can sit outside. But that is cool. But um, it, but it's pretty much once again hotel restaurant, but hotel restaurant without even having a, a view of the monorail. So right, right. ambiance is not its strong point there right but when you come back to your table after going to the buffet and goofy and chip are playing cards at your table that's fun that's wait till you see bugs bunny just wait but uh i forgot to mention you you can take the monorail get to get pretty close to to this restaurant from disneyland um so that's a possibility too if you don't want to do that long walk but so overall goofy's kitchen what do you think brad i think goofy's kitchen is swell i i think it was (laughs) you know once again, it, the standout stuff is is kind of more fuzzy than, you know, at, at Disney World, you know kind of what you're going to get. Whereas at Disneyland, you know, there, who knows what what characters are going to be there. And mm-hmm. it's, but but I feel like 
overall, I would if I had to pick which one to go to for breakfast, I, you know, if they were magically either one was available wherever I was, I'd probably pick Goofy's Kitchen over the two. I think mm. it's it's better, more quality food, less loud, a little more my kind of place, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think I agree. Uh, Chef Mickey's is iconic and definitely a place you want to get to at least once in your life um, to to kind of experience that. But if I have to choose in terms of what food do I want to eat tomorrow morning or tomorrow evening, I'm going to go with Goofy's Kitchen. But once again, like you said, as it being iconic is is I probably feel worse about not being able to get into Chef Mickey's than I would. Like I'd probably have a better time at Goofy's, but I'd probably feel worse about that. Not if I yeah. hadn't ever been to either yeah. one. Like. I'm not going to be worried at all if I don't make it to Goofy's Kitchen on my trip to Disneyland. I'd be a little bummed if I never got to go to Chef Mickey's in any of it. Excellent. Excellent way to portray it. Yep. Agreed. So we can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about Chef Mickey's and Goofy's Kitchen. And heck, if you want to talk about some other buffets, go ahead and leave us a, a comment over at DFEpodcast.com. We'd love to hear what you have to say. time for reader questions listener, listener. now it's time for listener questions like i said <laughs> all right what's the first one the first one is from john h who asks when's the best time of day to visit a buffet how topical ah indeed um okay i have three answers for this okay if you want the best food you go when the place first opens or when they first start serving. And I believe that's the correct answer. I think that you may have other answers. I don't know what other things you're thinking, but you want to get there before some kid has stuck his hand in your mashed potatoes. You want to get there before somebody's licked the gravy spoon yep. already. So that's that's AJ's right answer, and then she's got some other stuff she's going to say. So okay. What are your other two? Okay, if you want the best variety of food, go right when they switch over between meals. So if you're switching over from breakfast to lunch or from lunch to dinner, you can, if you go at like 11 a.m., you can potentially eat both meals. So you can get decaying breakfast and fresh lunch. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Super fun, especially if you want like a donut and some chicken nuggets or waffles and chicken nuggets, like chicken and waffles. You that can do that, good. which they have at Goofy's Kitchen, just to FYI. Okay. Anyway, going on, the third answer is if you want the best character situation, meaning you want the characters all to yourself so you can like act out skits with them and things, then you want to go either right at the end of them serving breakfast if they don't serve lunch. Or right at the end of them serving dinner. So, like, book the last reservation you Close can. Close the place down. Shut the place but down. Don't eat any of the food. Don't eat the food. It will be vile and disgusting, <laughs> but you will have the characters all to yourself. So, those are my three answers for when do you visit a buffet. So, our next question is from Millie P., who asks, what's the best Disney World resort to stay at from a food perspective? I'm going to let you answer this one, Brad, because you love eating in your resort. I do love eating in my resort. That's one of my favorite things to do is to just go downstairs and have dinner. In and, your pajamas. I would like to do it in my pajamas, but my pajamas are, are maybe a little too much for the public. But some <laughs> – some okay. so here are my list of favorite favorite places to stay from a food perspective. AKL pops to my mind. Animal Kingdom I, Lodge. Yes. Because those are – I'm trying to I – like, I like Gico. Mm-hmm. I like Boma. Boma. I like Sanaa. Mara. Mara, even though you know Mara, everything's good. Everything's good at the at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Uh, contemporary, of course. You know, but not as you know. You've got because Chef California Grills, great Chef Mickey's, okay. But actually, 
the uh, Contempo Cafe. Contempo is Cafe not, is, is awesome. Is pretty good. Yeah, so. and you've got a good variety. You've got you've got high end and low end and and all kinds of good stuff. Wave is really good. Oh yeah, so I almost forgot the wave. That that yeah, that, yeah. that's and a great then, bar. Too. I knew I was like when I said when I was going through my list, I was like that doesn't seem like I, like I was thinking contemporary when I thought about it. And then I was like that doesn't sound that compelling. Yeah. From no, what it I is. Said. It's very wave good. is a wave is a winner. Yep. So then I will throw in Grand Floridian, which another know, good one with a lot of variety. It's got, that that one's. That one run is in the running with the AKL because I, I actually enjoy the the Grand Floridian Cafe yep. down there, and then VNA obviously, and then Citricos. So nineteen hundred Park Fair, your favorite. Uh, that I, I give them a negative point for nineteen hundred Park Fair, <laughs> but they get it back because uh, Gasparilla is is a is, is a, a good, good restaurant yep. as well. Yep. Uh, historically, I would have said Polynesian. Yeah, I'm a little you know. You're a little down on Polly. Captain Cooks is so good, but um, I'm, I'm Ohana has been let me down. But I guess you know. The uh, they can pretty much mess everything up as long as the the banana bread pudding is good. And, yeah, and I've I've been really like the last several times I've gone to uh, Kona. Kona, I has really enjoyed it. And then you can also all the Epcot resorts have access to all the stuff on the boardwalk. Plus, you can jaunt into Epcot. I mean, food that would probably, coming out your ears. That's pure, being purely objective. I would have to say that the Epcot resorts are probably the best places to say from a dining perspective with the one drag that most of them you'll have to go outside to a little bit to get to, right? Whereas, yeah. you know, for, at the at these others, you can pretty much go downstairs in your pajamas. Yep, so, yep. That's my answers. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on all those. Excellent. All right. So those are our reader questions. If you guys have questions to send to us, which we hope you do, send them to... Podcast at DisneyFoodBlog.com, and please be sure to put podcast in the subject line of your message. Yep. Now it's time for trivia. Trivia question about so, Disney AJ, food. Oh, yes. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your whatever that was that you, you were doing. <laughs> I thought you were finished with that. I'm whatever all done. You were. I'm all done. Okay. So trivia AJ, <laughs> I'm all done. <laughs> Never mind. AJ, what was the question from last week? So I don't remember it exactly, but it was this was the gist of it. Basically. What special fabulous treat has returned to the Magic Kingdom? To the Magic Kingdom, you have to name the treat, the place it returned to, and its mascot. And the answer? Well, Mark W sent us a fabulous answer, and I'll read it verbatim because it's so it's so on the money. It's on the money. He says the answer to this week's trivia: the citrus swirl has gloriously returned to the Sunshine Tree Terrace in Adventureland in WDW's Magic Kingdom, comma, and is once again joined by the Orange Bird. So oh. grammatically correct. All the answers are right. He even he even made note that it was a glorious return. It's an so. adverb. We love it. The rest of you did not mention that it was glorious, <laughs> and that's why you didn't win. This no, week. that's not why you didn't win. Mark W was chosen at he random. He was chosen at random, but the, the <laughs> random number generator knew that he got the glorious part right. Must have been that telekinesis. That's that right. It, More telekinesis at work on the DFB podcast. Anyway, Mark W will get um, his choice from our DFB guide. Our glorious dfb guide selection ebooks um we have five of them now soon to be six and and so uh stay tuned and mark w you'll be getting an email from me letting you know you've won and asking which book you'd like to have so trivia mark, question for this week oh whoops oops bye. sorry i was just going to give mark a little hint that 
Um, he should probably take the Epcot guide, the Epcot Food and Wine Festival guide, if he doesn't have, if he hasn't gotten it already, because it's really good and it's very timely right now. It is. Epcot Food and Wine Festival is happening right now, even though we haven't mentioned it at all on this podcast. And I could be wrong, but I do believe that the code from the last episode, where this T R A Y Tray, will still Trey. work to get you three dollars off. It's true. The code <laughs> code Tray, as all of you know, I carry a tray when I am at the Food and Wine Festival, so that, and I actually. I haven't told Brad this yet, but I invested in a in a special contraption to try to hook it onto the uh, onto the railing this year. So I'll try to take a picture, put it on the blog. But um, code tray T R A Y will get you three dollars off the Epcot Food and Wine Festival 2012 160 page guidebook. If you go to dfbstore.com, go ahead and click on that and use tray to get three dollars off. That's a great idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's this week's trivia question, AJ? Okay, this week's trivia question, I have to find it because I have to read it. Hold on. Um, is, is the following. Almost there. Okay. In what restaurant's code of conduct does it state, quote, duels by cutlass or pistol shall be taken outside with witness? And then there's a little thing underneath that says, ye witness must have one good eye. Does that mean you can't have more than one good eye? Is that, is that at least one good eye or at most one good eye? I was like, eye? you can't have two good eyes, just one. <laughs> so if you know what restaurant has such a code of conduct, be sure to mail your answer to trivia at disneyfoodblog.com and be sure to put trivia in the subject line of the email. And you could be chosen to win your own DFE guide Glorious. Of, your choo- of your choosing. So be sure and mail to trivia at disneyfoodblog.com with trivia in the subject line. So that brings us to the end of what I have determined in the course of the show to be the 10th episode of the DFB podcast. Yes. Yes. For our friends in España. And this, I think it's, I think that's how this. you pronounce it in French. And, uh, une, de trois, ne, une de trois, quatre. Was it in German? Cinq. I used to know, but now I don't. Sept. Huit, I've let all neuf, our Germaners look. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right then. So. Hopefully next week, Brad will know how to say ten in German. But until then. And probably AJ will still be counting in French. <laughs> And in the interim, <laughs> be sure and go check us out and give us a review on check iTunes. Us out. Be sure and give us a review and rate us on iTunes if you are an iTunes person. Or if in you, French, that's iTunes. All right, I gotta stop. And then, uh, if you <laughs> can also be sure and leave us comments about the show on dfppodcast.com. Um, you yep. can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com/slash dfppodcast. You can. There's so many ways you can interact be sure to come over to disneyfoodblog.com and and watch all of my coverage from the food and wine festival if you're headed over there and if you want to talk a little more disney and you're so inclined you can come over to the forums at wdwforgrownups.com and hang out with us lots to do so much to do and in the meantime while you're doing all of that we'll be getting ready another episode of the dfb podcast so we can't wait to talk to you then huzzah huzzah so i am brad johnson and i am AJ Wolf, and we are signing off. Arrivederci.